Hello and welcome to the Management Learning Podcast. I'm Louise Winters, your host, and today we're talking about connection. Connection in the context of management, why does connection matter for managers and their teams? Um, I work with Management Learning and Coaching Limited to produce these podcasts. They're specialists in management development and their mission is to transform management performance. They operate according to three values. We generally focus on one value in each of our episodes, but we've got a bit of a bonus today in that this episode speaks to all three of our values um, and they are do what works, keep your promises and look after your people. But I think particularly for look after your people, um, you will not look after your people, your team, your team members will not look after themselves and each other if, they, if there isn't a connection between the group, between you and the team and within the team. So in the closest connection, um, the more everyone cares and the stronger the feeling of care and therefore the better you work together and, and the better results you'll generate. So that's why, that's why it's a really interesting topic to be talking about. Um, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by um, Matt Matheson, our guest from outside MLNC today. Hi, Matt. Do you want to say a few words about your interest in this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, everyone. Um, great to, 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 to be here. I think, um, I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of the work that, that you guys are doing. And when we discussed what this what the topic for this podcast uh, could be. I think it came very naturally to all of us that it needed to be about connection, which kind of speaks to some of my personal values, you know, in line with your values, do what works, keep your promises, look after your people. And um, yeah, it's great to be able to speak to that. And, you know, there's three things that immediately speak to kind of management for me as, as a theme around connection that also speak to your values around connection, which is, you know, being connected to yourself. Uh, which I think is crucially important for you to be your best, for people to be their best and know themselves and to trust themselves and, dare I say it, love themselves a little bit in the best possible way, uh, to be connected to others. And then crucially, again, in the role of leadership or management, to be able to hold a space to allow connection uh, to emerge between people, between the teams, between those that you're responsible for um, at work. So, um, yeah, love it. Thank you so much for having me. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where the conversation goes. Yes, me too. I can often, it's not often not, not very predictable, which is the joy of it. Um, we're also joined by Diana Barden. Diana is director at MLNC and she's an expert in learning experience. Diana, do you want to say a few words about your interest in this conversation? Uh, yes, thank you, Louise. Um, so I have been a director of the organisation since, uh, since it was founded a long time ago. Uh, and I, I'm absolutely fascinated by the way we learn as human beings, as well as as managers or as, as people fulfilling a role in an organisation. Um, and I think actually we the, the whole connection to self is probably the foundation uh, for almost anything. Our connection to self, our identity of self um, and that very sort of conscious way of learning. If we just stay in our subconscious, in our sort of doing things by road or doing things without thinking about them um, we're, we're not connected to self we can only be connected to self when we are doing things learning things picking things up at a, at a very conscious level so so that's what fascinates me about this subject mm. yeah okay i yeah looking forward to where we're going with that and so gordon bora is also director of mlnc and he's an expert in training and learning culture so gordon please say a few words about your interest in the conversation today yeah, so I think my my 
take on this is uh, just listening to what Dinah was saying there actually about the, you know, the connection with the self and what I notice about myself and what I notice about a lot of other people is when we lose that connection uh, uh, either fundamentally or temporarily with ourselves then we struggle then to make a connection with other people because um, we see the world very much through our experiences and if those are a little bit clouded uh, then it's very difficult to actually connect genuinely with, with another person. So um, my interest, I suppose, is, is because I also have a role as business development director, it's very much about how do we make a connection with our clients and how do we make a connection with people who want to work with us um, that uh, and enables them to feel confident uh, that uh, they're, they're making a good decision and, uh, and they're choosing the right people to work with them. Lovely. I, I love the fact that we are all coming at it from different perspectives, but still really invested in the topic. So connection, why does it matter for managers and their teams? Um, Matt, I'm going to ask you to kick us off by telling us a bit more about what, what do we mean when we say connection? Um, that is an excellent question, Louise. <laughs> what I think I <laughs> We could, we could, we could, we could spend many, 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 many hours speaking about. Um, but I think, in the context of what we're discussing here, there's, there's a few possible things that come to mind here. Uh, you know, the first is a really obvious response, which is glue. Um, you know, and the idea of being something strong that holds parts together, which is just a metaphor I've always liked. You know, this idea of kind of being the glue between a number of parts to help them work. Um, but then coming at it from a different angle, awareness, appreciation, and understanding are three words that I've been playing with, particularly this morning when I was thinking about, I'm thinking about some of these questions before this. Awareness of what is, what's happening now, um, and being kind of consciously aware rather than, you know, in autopilot mode. And then appreciation, um, you know, like having a positive emotion towards who you're connected to, you know, an appreciative feeling, whether that's yourself, your team members, um, or your environment, and then understanding. So this is where listening creeps in as, as a tool for connection as well, you know, listening to understand rather than listening to respond, if, if that makes sense. You know, we all, we've all sat there in those meetings where, you know, we've, oh, I've got the golden nugget in my head. I just want to say it, you know, and you spend your whole time sitting there waiting to say this one thing that's in your head, but you're, what you're doing there is just waiting to respond rather than listening to understand. Um, so yeah, awareness, appreciation and understanding, I think is, is my own kind of a three word, three word um, title, if you like, for, for, for connection. Uh, to, co to coin a tactic that seems to be popular at the moment, the three word, the three yeah. word taglines. <laughs> three is a magic number. That's it. It, it certainly is. Well, so I'm, I'm going to kind of move on from that. I think actually you've, you've given us a really lovely definition there, Matt, and we can, you know, perhaps pick into it a bit later. But I think the other side of the coin, you know, what, what is connection? But why, why is it important in our teams and, and, at, and at work? And um, Gordon, what, what, would you, what do you say about that? Why is connection important? I mean, you said a little bit about it in your intro, but tell us more. Yeah, I think... It, it, what happens when 
people are uh, disconnected is that there tends to be a, uh, a breakdown in communication. Um, the clarity and the honesty of the communication is compromised uh, or, or it just fundamentally does not happen. Um, people go into their little silos, their little trenches um, and uh, maybe make some assumptions about how other people are um, and, and in so doing, you know, this uh, Matt talked about awareness, appreciation and understanding. If, if I come in as a little bundle of energy full of the joys of spring um, and uh, I do not appreciate that perhaps some, one of my other colleagues is going through a bit of a tough time or if I don't have an awareness of um, the, the, the timing or the potential impact of, of something that I'm going to say or do, then that can break the connection, create barriers uh, to communication, but also actually create long-term challenges within a team or an organization that um, kind of sit and fester. So sometimes, you know, you need to remake those connections and um, remake them anew so that they're better and stronger. Um, yeah, so, that, so one of the things there is that it's possible to lose connection or to break connection and perhaps either not realise it, maybe that's not quite fair, but, um, but assume mm. or hope that it will sort itself out and it's perhaps not, not a big deal and you can yeah. just hit let, let it alone for a while and I think I, I have a feeling Diana would have a strong would have strong views on that that approach yes uh, for me part of what connection is all about is actually just being curious being naturally mm -hmm. curious and wanting to find out um, about the other person you know what what's their language what what is going to be the language that I can best use to connect with them I have a metaphor, which anybody who knows me will know. I say it many, many times a day, probably, which is about going around to the other side of the table. You know, what does the world look like from the other side of the table? But actually more than that, you know, what language does that person speak? What interests them? What fires them up? Um, what could I do to really get this wrong? And I think, you know, I've seen people, whether managers or, or friends in, in situations many, many times in the past where, you know, a connection has broken down for some reason and, and the person is sort of standing there thinking, what, what happened? You know, mm. why did that happen? What, what's going on with that person? Why are they being silly now or why are they being a pain? Um, and, and not actually recognising that it was probably something they did or didn't do or at the very least could have picked up on. We, we talk sometimes about sensory acuity just noticing, noticing little nuances, little changes, which are, of course, harder to notice when you're on Zoom. But yeah, just noticing what's going on for the other person and picking up on their language and being curious. Mm, I love that word, curious. And Yeah, if we're not in our conscious, we can't be curious. And, and it's, you know, that's, that's, when, that's when you learn. You know, if we're if we just stay in our subconscious and do do things sort of by autopilot, I think Gordon mentioned. You know, yes, you might be physically there, but you're not learning anything. You're not you're not picking up anything new. No, I think um, one one of the things that's been coming up a lot with a particular client I've been working with is um, this idea of setting an intention. 
Mm. before you move into a communication with one or more people and almost having that as your compass and you know you can almost never go wrong if curiosity is is the intention you set so i'm going into this engagement this meeting with my manager this meeting with my team this partnership meeting whatever it may be and just write down you know what's the intention i'm going to take and curiosity is a really good one it's nearly always uh, it kind of covers so many good things doesn't it you know like a desire to learn a desire to listen you know a desire to be present there's so many good things that come from it and and just sort of be wherever the other person is not not almost not have a you know a vested interest in the outcome yeah. let me just learn let me just sort of infuse myself with with where you are right now mm, let me meet you where you are yes exactly that yeah we i mean we always used to you know we always used to say and i think we we use it a lot around the business is you know you've got to come from where the client is if we're dealing with a client Uh, but i think it's the same for anybody you know is exactly that statement is how can i meet you where you are and and actually as far as possible you know come from come come from where you are right now i i remember i remember a sorry louise no no it's, it's all right you carry on well, it's just a, it's a, it's something that I picked up from what Diana was saying about um, and, and about this setting this attention. I remember going to a, a coming from one sales meeting, which went very very well, with a uh, with a, an ex colleague of mine, and uh, I was fired up, and and we were marching along, and we were going to the next meeting, and I was pumped, you know, and I noticed that my colleague was sort of like lagging behind and was walking very very slowly and i knew he was as excited as i was and i said i turned around and i said what, what's going on you know come on we need to get to this next meeting come on we're on a roll and he said i'm just managing my energy he said because if i bring the, the level of energy that you've got into the next meeting i'm not going to be paying attention to the to the client i'm not going to be meeting them where they are and, and i went oh yeah <laughs> and immediately I slowed down and I walked to him and all of a sudden I could feel that instead of thinking about the last meeting, I started thinking about the next meeting and I hadn't realized I hadn't been thinking about the next meeting. I was thinking about how good the last meeting was and I was going to walk barge straight into the office with all of that energy. And I, I didn't know what I was going to be walking into. Mm. I think, and I think that that demonstrates a couple of things that, that anecdote Gordon, that there's, there's a there's an emotional component to this there's a physiological component to this so you know it's kind of how you feel and what you're thinking about will dictate you know your your posture to a certain extent but also you can consciously change your posture to kind of shift your shift your mindset as well Mm. which i you know i find kind of the link between physiology and how that manifests um in kind of thinking and also in you know in our emotional lives really interesting It's interesting that you felt that you had to sort of bring, or your your colleague felt that he had to bring his energy down. Because actually, the only time that I would ever find that I needed to physically stop and think about my energy is if the first meeting hadn't gone that well. And yeah. I had to buoy myself up to, to build connection with the next person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think of a situation where I've ever needed to bring my energy down, even if I've known that I was going into a situation where you know, maybe that there was some something negative going on for the other person. I, I guess.
it. So I, would just... I wonder if this is, I wonder if actually this is more about, and you know, Gordon, feel free to let me know if I'm right or wrong here. And because I was reflecting on that as well. And, you know, having a positive energy is, is great. But, you know, I can definitely relate to the idea of maybe being having a million and one things flying through my mind as a result of a really energizing meeting beforehand and then needing to presence myself before moving into a very different type of meeting. Uh, um, yeah. And almost like slowing down my mind rather than maybe my physical body, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's about taking the positive mood, but, but the, the, the point is, is, is actually what, you know, you don't know what you're walking into. Oh. So, 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 so you want to, so, so actually for my colleague, it, it's about coming into the meeting neutral, not energy up, not energy down, but coming into the, and then what I can do is I can make a connection from there. If I walk in with energy up and the mood is down, or you know it, it's too much then then i've got to adjust you know everything and i could actually create a disconnection um by not by, by, by just not being present you know or it not feeling like i'm present and uh, and that's that's really where i think that you know my colleague was coming from is actually if i've kind of just got a little bit better control over my you know how I am I'm able I'm now I'm then able to sort of make the connection better but and I've got a bit more control over how I make that connection and how I impact upon upon the situation sure I've, I've got some thoughts um about this for all of you and I think so I was lis listening to what you've all said and I think curiosity is really important in in connection um you come up with and I think that's about fundamentally knowing that you don't understand where everybody else is coming from there's something to be discovered there yeah don't already know so that's important curiosity um and also i think that i was thinking about a situation where a manager might be really might be totally stoked about some new project or some new mm. plan might be really excited about it um and they might you know they would obviously be excited about talking to the team about it and I think there you know there might be a danger that um if that person weren't attending to creating space for their team to respond however they respond to that and to kind of be authentic in their response so you know, so if there's anxiety that that's welcomed and that's it's okay to talk about that and if there are other things if there's even if there's not understanding about exactly why or how or what this means so I think you know that kind of thing of Maybe it's not about energy, but for me, it feels like there's kind of got to be a curiosity about how other people feel about whatever you might be very excited about and space, equal space for everyone to have a response to it. And so, Matt, I wonder, I wonder if that makes sense to you. Yeah, definitely. So we're moving into, you know, we've talked a little bit about being connected to, to ourself, I guess. Um, and just to, just to reflect, so are, are you is the question about you know the importance of connecting to to other people now and how that yeah starts. i think I've, I've segued into that without realizing it but yes you're absolutely right yeah which is which is great i think that's where my mind was going now i mean the first thing is like you know just bridging the example we just looked at you know to, to where we are now is like connection is as much about closing connections as it is about 
starting new ones and to move into that new meeting it was important for that person to close that connection to to, to disconnect from where they were prior to that exactly so that they then have the space you know the awareness they're able to appreciate they're able to understand and connect with the people they're coming with um and you know how how do you connect with teams or or the people that you're speaking to you know i think it, it is awareness appreciation and understanding and you know to to pull out some other words it's it's listening it's speaking it's sharing mm. caring mm. and it's nurturing mm. um you know and, and we talked a little bit about intentions and i think you know being curious is a wonderful intention to hold when you move into into meetings and conversations but actually an intention to connect is a wonderful way to augment what you say and how you say it as well. So, you know, I'm moving into this presentation with six anxious employees who are unsure what's going to happen because our figures have dipped in the past six months. Mm. What intention can I hold? Well, actually the intention's not about getting this message to them. How would I deliver this message to them if my intention would actually was to really connect with them? Mm. Yeah. You know, and that would really augment the way this comes out and the way the message lands. Um, and ultimately, probably the outcome. Yeah. Because if you go into that situation in a, with, with curiosity as your, or at least as one of your outcomes, you know, does anybody in the room have other ideas as to how we can solve this problem? Mm. Absolutely. And this is the... It's all with me. I'm, I've got to make the decisions and I've got to break bad news. And well, what, what if you didn't? Mm, I loved from, I'm not sure if you're aware of Marshall Rosenberg and his work around nonviolent communication. Um, absolutely excellent. Highly recommended to anyone listening to this who, who wants frameworks for high stakes conversations. But, you know, there's a couple of really simple rules that stood out for me and have lasted for years since the training. And one was, you know, ask questions instead of giving demands or statements. Mm. Um and it just, it's as really as simple as that, Diane, isn't it? It's yeah. like, okay, you know, which bits of your content can you turn into a question so you empower people and you, you <laughs> find things out? Uh, but it's so easy to just broadcast. Yeah. And, and think that that's your role as a manager. I think that's the thing. People do it not because they sort of want to dictate or direct or anything, but, but out of fear sometimes. You know, this is what's expected of me or this is what being a manager is all about. Mm. And when we're in the, when we're in the fear zone, we're not connected to anyone. No, no. You know, we're just connected to the emotion, which actually is not. You, you know, if we've got cortisol and anxiety running through running through us, that's not going to produce a conscious, aware response to anything, is it? It's no, a, and that's not, that's not good for anybody either. That's, no, know, nobody's going to make the best decisions under fear. No, you're into the fight or flight kind of set of responses, aren't you, really? Yes, yeah. I, I, I have a, it's an interesting, well, I say interesting, I'm, I'm assuming it's interesting, but I had an interesting response, if you like, to the, to the point about curiosity uh, when we mentioned it again about, and, and to me it felt like curiosity is, uh, is the, kind of create, it, it creates the space um, for the connection to be made um you know we've said several times about noticing what's going on simply noticing what's going on but then kind of 
maybe being curious about well what does that mean and and this isn't about for me it might you know it might be perceived that that's then about when you come into your team meeting or you come into a management interaction it isn't about spending sort of all of that time trying to do all of that this can be done very very quickly um provided that you come in with that curiosity and i would suggest also provided you come in with that sort of neutralness of energy so that you're kind of open and, and, and balanced and ready to kind of move in whatever direction you know we often talk about when you walk in the room oh you could have cut the air with a knife you know that's that's being we have that awareness um but how how much do we use that you know that's telling you something and it's also telling you about how you can or or not make a connection um and actually you know if you've just got an intuitive sense then you really do need to be curious about what it is that's making the air feel like you could cut it with a knife uh yeah. otherwise you know you can't you can't navigate your way through that um, uh, and that's a particularly important you know it would situation. be a lack of awareness wouldn't it gordon of yeah situation the reality of, of the situation coming back to Matt's three words at the beginning and I think curiosity uh, sort of detaches us from from needing to to know and needing to direct the outcome yeah if I walk into a situation and just think well, I'm just coming in here with my curiosity and, yeah. and I don't need to be wedded to to whatever outcome that you know I could be curious about a better outcome than the one that I'd thought of um. And, and I'm conscious that, that perhaps this bring you know, I keep on bringing it back to, to a selling context and, and I apologize for that, but I think there's something relevant here, which is Diana and I were having a conversation earlier about, you know, the, the question about what are we going to sell them versus what do they need? And, and if we start with, if we start with what do they need, <laughs> where are they at? then that might tell us what we're going to sell them. If we start with, well, what are we going to sell them? Then we're going to drive the conversation in that direction. Yeah. Or even go one, you know, one macro step further and start with how can I connect with this person? Yes. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Absolutely. How, how can I enter into this very first conversation from a place yeah. of authenticity? And, you know, a question, you know, and this, 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 we start moving into the area of kind of building rapport here. Yeah. Um, something that really, you know, that I believe in and comes from the school of improvisation and, and can help people with these. This, often people struggle with these kind of first touch points with people, these first yeah. conversations, because yeah. you see job titles and all the baggage that comes with that. And they say, oh, you know, I get nervous beforehand. I'm not too sure what to say. So I say, okay, rather than feeling like you have to build rapport, why don't you just assume rapport? Yeah. And I say, oh, okay, cool. Well, oh, how do you do that? As well. <laughs> get a bit of paper in front of you and answer the question how would i speak to this person if i'd had a strong positive working relationship with them already for six months yeah and see what comes out yeah. and then once you've written that down read it and give that a go and try to shortcut that that judgmental phase that comes up for all of us <laughs> at the beginning, which is never ever 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 what we think it is in those first those first kind of perceiving moments yeah i think the other thing about being nervous going into a a situation um that, that you know that 
where we have the baggage of it's the job title or it's the rumours I've heard about this person or you know the size of their office or how fast their car is or whatever um, is we're in our own heads yeah. and that's never the right place to be for connection with somebody else you know I'm I'm living inside my own head which is really a very dangerous place to be because then it's all about me and my nerves and my worry and my you know am I going to come out of this looking okay you know am I going to risk my career going into this situation get out of your own head and, yeah. and it's almost a heart heart to heart not a head-to-head conversation I have um, a, a number of friends I was just going to say this you know this works outside of the realm of work and, and managers and senior managers um, I have a number of friends very sadly whose parents are are you know beginning down the dementia route or or um, just getting older and say odd things sometimes and I I I sort of I can build a connection through this just curiosity that's all you need to have mm-hmm. and, and go to where that person is and I and I've had quite a few friends who have said how can you be so patient you know they've asked you the same question 10 times over because i don't need to be right i don't i have no vested interest in the outcome i can be where that person is with curiosity for for as long as it takes i have nowhere else to be yeah in that time and and that's for me that's connection mm. i think it's a really nice distillation um actually it really resonates for me diana what you just explained about not having you know not having an outcome that you're looking for, not needing to be right, not, you know, just... You know, if I have to be right, you know, the conversation is a game of tennis, there can't be two winners. Yeah. In order for me to be right, I have to make them wrong. Mostly, I don't. don't, You know, I'm not in those sorts of situations anymore. Maybe that's, you know, I've got to the age where it it doesn't matter, being right doesn't matter. Maybe. I I don't know. I couldn't possibly comment. (laughs) Um. So we, we are coming towards the end of this, but I think, Matt, if you've still got a little bit more time, we were talking earlier about uh, specifically, you know, on the specifics of how to connect, how to perhaps how to open up connection when it's not obvious how to do it. I think you've, you've got a framework um, that, that we could use or that you can explain to us. Have we got a bit of time to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things that, I think we discussed we all really wanted to do was was maybe have something quite practical that people you know listeners could try out straight away Mm. Um, and I wanted to share a way to potentially unblock or not knowing how to connect to yourself when you're put on the spot or about to enter into a high stakes conversation Um, you know we're talking about connection and the first the three stages of connection we've kind of meandered around are connecting to yourself connecting to our teams and then creating a space for connection mm. now we can't do any of that until we're connected to ourselves. so as with anything the work starts with me you know the work starts with you if you like um so if the question is okay how can i start connecting to myself in these conversations, when I'm speaking to managers, when I'm speaking to my staff, when I'm speaking to my teams, partners, clients, whoever it may be, how do I start accessing a more connected space? Particularly if I'm giving a topic or asked a question that I'm finding hard to answer or to be honest about. So the framework is quite simple uh, and it plugs into one of the few things that we've all got in common as human beings, which is emotions. Um, and the framework follows thus. 
a question comes your way, for example, uh, someone say, Matt, what do you think about the new 360 feedback that we've got coming in? And in some situations, I might not know what to say by that, or might not know how to respond in a way that's authentic, or I might just have a mind block. So the first step is for me to ask myself, well, how do I feel about that? And then answer, why? And that will unlock content that comes from a place of emotion that comes from inside. Uh, you know, speaking to Diane's point, it comes from the heart rather than the head. So Matt, what do you think about our new 360 feedback program? Okay, so when I think about feedback, I get a little bit nervous because I've had some quite tricky experiences with that in my last job. And then if both people in this conversation are kind of trained in this, then the response could be, okay, thanks, Matt. When I hear you say that you're nervous, you know, I feel a bit concerned because I don't want you to have to go through the same situation. And then I might then respond to say, okay, great. You know, when I hear you say, you know, say that you're concerned and you don't want me to go through that. Like that leaves me feeling heartened and more up for getting on board of it. Cause I've actually heard that come from your own, you know, your own mouth, if you like now. And you see, and what you do then you're, you're bringing a few things into play with that conversation structure. You're saying how you feel. You're reflecting on what the person said to you. So you're practicing active listening. And then you're adding a piece of information that comes from an authentic place. It's mm. consent. That makes it's really powerful, Matt. Yeah. Yes. And, and, you know, if we wanted to practice a couple with, you know, on the, on the call, we could do, if you wanted to, you know, we could maybe take a couple of differing viewpoints or, or play with the topic very quickly. And, you know, the framework is literally question gets posed how do you feel and why? It's essentially what you're saying, how you feel about something and why. So I, I have a question for you, Matt. Okay. How do you feel about the fact that you've got nine minutes to your next meeting and it sounds like it's a bit of a high stakes meeting? When I hear you talk about my next meeting, uh, I feel quite confident actually because I prepared for it before I came into this meeting. Uh, so thank you for pointing it out, but uh, and I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> I did my homework. <laughs> uh, thanks for the provocative question there, Gordon. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I see what he did there. Very clever. It was an attempt to uh, see, if, see if there was a, an undercurrent of fear running through Matt, and I think he handled it masterfully, but maybe that's because, he's, as he said, he's done his homework. I think he was being totally authentic. And if I can now come back, and, you know, um, and now I feel, you know, so my, Matt's response, although never intended in this way, was very, you know, was very intentional. But Matt, Matt's response, uh, I, I actually feel um, slightly foolish as a result because I didn't get the response that I expected. Uh, and I was trying, and, and, and I'm thinking, yeah, you tried to be a bit clever there, didn't you? And now I'm feeling slightly foolish. Oh, and when I hear you saying that, I just feel, uh, I just feel a bit, I feel horrified. I don't want you to feel foolish because I love you to bits and I know what your intentions are like. Um, <laughs> I feel connection through fear, which is another whole conversation. Probably. Uh, that's, Absolutely. Uh, that's actually very true. That's actually very true. <laughs> But what's well, interesting is that that was totally disarmed by the fact that Matt was very authentic. I felt I did feel very disarmed, yes, and slightly <laughs> foolish. <laughs>
And, you know, as a framework, it can sound quite rigid to start off with. You know, when I hear you say that, I feel this. And you can respond to anything. You know, it doesn't have to be a feeling question. Someone could just say, Matt, uh, there's a problem with your report. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. and you normalize your language. It's like, oh, crikey, that report is really worrying me. Yeah. Actually, you know, and again, depending on who people are, I mean, Matt, you and I know each other reasonably well. And, and so, you know, I know you're okay with a feeling question, you know, uh, because we both connect at the level of feeling. Mm. Um, but, you know, for some people, uh, asking them, I, I remember going into a, a situation in a, 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 a new job, working in a very, very toxic environment. And I said to people, how does it feel working here? And, and, and there was this uh, sort of silence and then, uh, and the, the guy was German, he said, we don't ask the feeling question. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, and it, why not? You know, because yeah. if we say how we really feel, we'll be out of a job. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that tells me everything I need to know about the environment then. That's a useful bit of insight there, isn't it, Gordon? Um, I'm going to step in. We need to round up, um, partly because we're coming to the end of our, our allocation time, and I know that people have other places to get to. What I'd like to do is ask each of you um, for a very quick kind of, you know, what, very quick, what's your kind of takeaway? One or two words. Then, Matt, your takeaways. Um, a reinforcement of what we said before that ultimately success, whether this is in the world of management and learning and business or in your everyday life is just about being connected to people and entering in with an intention to connect. So for me, um, it's about curiosity that, that we've picked that word up and, and batted that around quite a bit and you can't be curious on autopilot. So you need to be absolutely in your conscious mind to be curious. Nice. And Gordon. Uh, I, I think a couple of things, uh, as I'm coming into an interaction is that, that thing about intention. What is my intention here? What is it that I'm trying to do? Um, and, uh, and, and, and it's less about, it could be all sorts of things. It could be curiosity or it could be something else, but fundamentally is actually just taking the space to ground myself and then come into the conversation with a, a clear and open mind um, rather than bringing a lot of energy from somewhere else into the conversation, which might cloud or obfuscate the issue. Mm. Nice. Well, thank you so much, all of you. You've given me loads to think about and I've, I've really, really enjoyed the conversation. And this, I think that framework map is really, really useful. So I will go away and use it. Um, so yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, you are most welcome. Absolute pleasure, absolute pleasure. Let's, uh, let's all connect again very soon. Yes, <laughs> indeed, let's. Take care. Bye. Bye.